everybody, it's your host Shakita from Beef Condition Combos, and I am here with the one and only Alexis Wynn of the Pharmacy Salon. Yes, the Pharmacy yes. Salon, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So, you guys, I'm so excited to be here. So, I don't know if many people know this, but you specialize in short hair. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I only specialize in short natural hair. Um, I just wanted to niche down and really kind of focus in on that to try to see, you know, if I could really just bring something unique to the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's needed. So as a fellow short hair person, I came and I had the opportunity to meet with you and you styled my hair. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you guys, like, now I'm not sitting here trying to like bring nothing against long, short hair, however you want to talk about it. But I've never had someone tell me my hair was too long. And I was just touched by that. She was like, it's too long. I said, it's too long. Before we even dig into that, can you um, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what brought you to where we are now with your salon and your niche market? Okay. Um, So let's see. I started out uh, doing relaxed hair mostly, Mm -hmm. and then I decided to niche down once the natural hair industry started taking off. So what... The stylist that I worked for, she actually started getting a lot of transition clients. So she started giving them to me because she only wanted to do relaxed hair. Um, she okay. still only does relaxed hair. And that's fine because that's her specialty. For yeah. me, it was like, okay, since I'm in this lane, I actually originally wanted to be a barber. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my family convinced me to be a cosmetologist. They'll say, you have more opportunities. You'll be able to you know, be a little bit more versatile if you become a cosmetologist. So I was like, okay, fine. So I actually have always been comfortable with clippers. Um, I started cutting my own hair when I was about 14. So yeah, yeah, I started cutting my hair and just kind of doing my own pixie at the time. Um, Nobody was natural then. So I would do my own relaxers. I would get my dad's clippers. I would, you know, cut my own hair, curl it, everything. And so that kind of just translated into, you know, me going to cosmetology school. and then I always got clipper clients on the floor when I was in cosmetology school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've just been very comfortable with clippers in my hand. And um, once I got to a point in my career where I wasn't enjoying what I was doing, such yeah. as um, silk presses and weaves and mm-hmm. braids and crochets and all of that, um, I just didn't like I didn't like doing it. Um, yeah. I didn't enjoy it. And then yeah. silk presses actually started taking a toll on my body. Um, my shoulders started hurting. My neck started hurting. I'm 4'10". I'm, I'm really short. So I already have to reach yeah. high to get to my clients. And the detangling, I can feel it in my wrists and my joints. Um, and it was just really hard on me. And I was just like, I really want to improve my longevity in this. I didn't really enjoy doing it. I mean, long hair to me is kind of boring because no no shade on anybody who has long hair. Just to no me. Shade. So, so presses to me, you know, you kind of do the same thing. And I want to be a little bit more creative. Um, and short hair allows me to do that. Um, and that's why like, I had to come up with my systems and everything to kind of make everything more efficient. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, okay, I have to stay within this length range for me to be able to make sure my services flow. Um, and that, was a, that, that took a lot. Yeah. It was very scary um, to niche down. I had to let go of a lot of clients, loyal okay. clients. Yeah. Uh, people were mad at me for it. Um, but that's the thing you have to get uncomfortable to get to where you need to be. And that was a very uncomfortable thing to let go of loyal clients. Um, I did try to direct them to stylists. I thought would fit, 
Um, and yeah, that was it. <laughs> that's how I ended up where I am now. And actually, once I niched down, that's when everything changed for me. That's when my life, my finances, my career, um, my impact changed once I niched down and just stayed really focused in on that one thing. Yeah. I, one, I applaud you for taking the leap. You're right. Uh, growth and comfort, they are not on the same street. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you want to see, if you want to see yourself grow, you're it, uh, being uncomfortable is inevitable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but two, something you said that I don't know if a lot of people take in is like, yes, there is wear and tear on your body when mm-hmm. you are doing a service, especially one that's so hands on, like yep. care. So I didn't even think about that, like detangling and just like the toll. Mm-hmm. I, now, what I did learn through this process is that. Like if you do braids, like you have to mentally prepare yourself to do the install. I guess. Oh yeah. Um, but never did that dawn on me as far as like when you have to do a silk press or when you have to do certain hairstyles that your body also has to be prepared and your mind because it really can take a toll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And I mean, if your client happens to be tender headed or they decided to leave their protective style in for too long, I mean, I've had hour and a half, two hour long detangle sessions before Mm -hmm. like that's that's one thing that kind of shied me away from natural hair and then um my long naturals just they didn't want to get the trims that they wanted to get or (laughs) they didn't want to do with their hair so they put it away so when they came it was really detangled and Mm -hmm. you know it just takes so just like for people who think of me they're like man i could never do the short hair and that's a talent i feel the same way about my long natural stylist Mm -hmm. like for you to be able to kind of do that and do it with grace and you love it. I want somebody to go somewhere where they love what they do. And for me that I just didn't love it because it was just, it was so taxing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was just like, I love the results, but I was just like, yeah, no. no like, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, it was too much. Like you gotta make those decisions. That's a big one. It is, it is, it's really hard, you know? I love how you frame that you can be creative with short hair. Again, another first, like, you know, that's not something that you hear a lot in the hair and beauty industry, especially in the natural hair industry. I do think that there's a certain image, Mm -hmm. a certain standard Mm -hmm. that they want to have out there. And I get that, but I love the verbiage that you use around like, hey, short hair is creative, short hair is fun, short hair has versatility because um, at least in my experience, I, I see the teeny weeny afro, which nothing's wrong with that. I love the teeny weeny afro, <laughs> yeah. but I love that you take it and you're like, no, you can do more of this. You can add design, you can add texture, you can give some depth to it. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. Thank you. Can you tell <laughs> us about, you know, what it took for you? How, how long have you been doing this? Like, how long have you, you know, when you made the decision to specialize in short hair, how long did that take, Bella? Um, well, let's see, I've been in the industry for about 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I'll say about five years ago was when I decided. Um, I took a Patrick Bradley class, and um, he he made a really good point. Even though he specializes in color and relaxed hair, um, I really admire him as an educator um, and the impact he has on the industry. And he said, post what you want in your chair. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yeah. so post what you want in your chair. And I was like, okay, I'll have to decide what I really want to do. And I started studying all the stylists around me mm-hmm. who were really like excelling and doing well. And they were all good at one thing. They may have had yeah. multiple skills in different areas, but they were known for one thing. And I was like, what do I want to be known for? Mm-hmm. 
for me, a lot of my clients complained about, I don't want to go to the barbershop. They don't like barbershop culture. There's nothing wrong with it. I didn't mind going to the barbershop. I basically had, <laughs> I actually basically had a fade and I got, went to the barbershop every week. Um, and the barbers, uh, I mean, they were amazing. They, they taught me a lot. I was able to watch them and ask questions. I, they invited me to barber expos. Like that's how I learned. Yeah, that's how I learned. I stopped taking silk press classes. I stopped taking color classes. I stopped taking even some of the business classes. And I just started focusing on learning a much, as much about barbering and the tools and the, the everything. Cause I was like, I'm gonna go back to barber school. And I was like, that's a waste of money and time. So just learn it. And so I started asking questions and watching and seeking and practicing and my clients would be like, okay, put a line right here. I'm like, okay. And they let yeah. me kind of just, you know, explore and practice. Mm -hmm. And um, I have siblings and then I started practicing on myself and, and that's how I got here. But um, it was a, I'll say three years of really hard focus. Yeah. And then the last two years is when everything kind of flew. Mm -hmm. So it took me about three years to kind of really get the skill. Yeah. Cause I had to yeah. go through like, you have to combine the curls with the cut and, and blend it all together. Um, it took like, okay, I had to master the cut. Now I need to master the curls. Yeah. And it was like, okay, but everybody has a different texture. So it's, yeah, it's cool. very, it's, I've done like deep dive studies into tightly curled hair. Um, and I wanted to specialize in tightly curled hair on purpose mm -hmm. because I feel like it's missed in the industry. I feel like, you know, the looser curls are kind of highlighted a lot more. And I feel like tight curl girls, they just kind of get left behind, but they, they have a whole different level of care um, that's needed. And so that's why I focus on that. But yeah, it, it took me, I'll say about a good three years, hard focus. And then now I'm in the refining period, getting my systems down, getting the way so that I can teach other people. But I love that you took the time to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I, I think it's really important when you are looking for a stylist to find someone that is competent. When you tell me three years, you know, three years is long. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Six months can be long. So imagine yeah. doing that three mm -hmm. years, but but look at the return on your investment, on investing in yourself. And now get in, like you said, you have people in your chair, you're posting what you want in your chair and you're able to educate. Can you tell the audience about your services? Okay. Yeah. So, um, after a while, after that first three years, uh, COVID, everything happened, started getting a massive influx of requests and clientele. Oh. Um, plus, I was massively undercharging for my services. Mm -hmm. So I was work overworking and I wasn't giving the quality of services that I wanted. Yeah, I and as I studied, yeah, and as I studied the hair, it was like, okay, it takes time to yeah. condition. It takes time yeah. to get the hair to curl. It takes time for it to dry. There's a way that I have to cut it in order for me to get the best results. I've tried different systems, fast ones, slow ones, really long ones. And I kind of find my stride and my services are really kind of based around that. Yeah. Um, it's also based around the uh, demand as well. Mm -hmm. So, and because I don't want to stack my clients up and have them back to back, have people here for long periods of time waiting. Now you might be here for a while because I'm conditioning you yeah. and I'm loving on your hair, but yeah. it's all productive. It's not just you kind of sitting there. So in order for me to do that, I had to like come up with this list. Now I've changed my menu five or six times. I used to have a cheesecake factory menu is what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, we know what that means. And, uh, I mean, Hey, no shade on cheesecake factory. It's just that 
I had that menu and I constantly got emails with, with, I don't know what to book. I don't know what to book. Yeah. Or I would have yeah. clients sitting in my chair and they're like, well, I thought I was going to get this. And I'm like, no, that's not what you booked. Well, I didn't know what to book. So I just booked something. I'm like, oh no. So right. that would put me right. behind or the client would end up disappointed with so many different things. Mm-hmm. So my menu, I had to talk to a coach, uh, shout out to Amina Lawson. Okay. Um, she actually helped me to really kind of narrow down my, my core services mm-hmm. in order for me to come up with what I call more of like a gourmet menu. Oh, it's like very that. concise. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's very concise so that I'm able to give everything, but then cover all my bases. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated nickel and diming my clients. Like you need to charge, you need to add density. You need to add length. If you got more than three inches, you got to add this right. I got tired of doing that. It was too much. Yeah. Um, and it was just complicated. So mm-hmm. the way I structured my menu because I used to have new clients come in and I never knew what was what who was going to sit in my chair. And then clients never knew what they needed or how much hair they actually had or how much work mm-hmm. their hair would take. So what I did was I started to average out the amount of time that it would take. Yeah. And then I also started kind of looking at all the questions that I would get on a regular basis. And I started including those. So now I have an intake form mm-hmm. uh, when new clients come, kind of like a doctor's office. This is yeah. the pharmacy. So right. um, they have to send me pictures. They have to answer some questions. So that I kind of get to know you before you come. Mm-hmm. Virtual consultations and salon consultations, I stopped doing those because clients started to come in and think that that was just a gateway in and they were going to get their hair done that day. Or they didn't want to take their braids out in order for me to do their to see their hair because they weren't sure if they were going to get an appointment. Uh, virtual consults, they felt like, oh, since I'm on this consult, that means I'm automatically going to get an appointment and not have to go through the regular protocols. So it just led to a lot of disappointment and frustration. So I stopped doing them. Um, and so now we just have the intake form. I get to see pictures of your hair. I get to see your expectations. That's new clients. So I have two new client packages. One for $400. That's just my basic package. Mm-hmm. You come in, we still have an, a half hour long consultation. Yes. We still yes. have, you know, you get the detox, the scalp, the massaging, right. everything right. you get, everything. Deep conditioning, we educate you. You can ask me as many questions as you want. Mm-hmm. I will, you can yes. stick your hands in your head, you can feel the products, you can ask me, and I walk you through every single process. And I take my time. And what I did was I averaged out the amount of time yeah. that it would take me to do someone's big chop. Yeah. And that's kind of what I came up with my timing. Um, my basic new clients, they do get like a generalized prescription after their appointment. Yeah. Um, and then they get access to 50% off of like my courses and my classes and access to other resources as well. Uh, my deluxe package. So that one is, um, it comes with two classes. So you get yeah. your online courses you get a fully customized regimen where I actually say, this is what we did in the salon. These are the products that we use. They get $100 worth of products when they leave. They get their tools. They get their scarf. Everything comes with it. Because it was like, I felt like because a big chop is such a new journey for a lot of clients, yeah. they need the tools and the education in order for them to be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then they also get to book their follow-up appointment without having to go through my booking day, which is a whole thing. Um, so, Looking busy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so I have a booking day. Um, so that goes into the returning client. So once you become a new client, you've got the basic or the deluxe package. You've got the education. You know, you've got your hairstyle. You like it. Now 
my established clients, we have my maintenance appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, I call them all maintenance appointments because that way it's, it's very easy for me to say, okay, everybody gets deconditioned. Most yeah. of my clients get deconditioned every single time they come. We keep them on a yeah. consistent reg- regimen. I'm a preventative stylist. I'm not a reactive mm-hmm. stylist. Mm-hmm. I'm a proactive like stylist. That. So my thing is I'm not going to wait for your hair to get damaged or wait for it to be dry or wait for it to break before I treat it. We're going to consistently treat it. And if some issues pop up in there, we'll adjust. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, my clients, you know, they're constantly getting hydrated, constantly getting balanced with moisture, constantly getting reconstructors, scalp treatments, everything. So those are all inclusive in all my services. It's just that a taper maintenance includes a cut. Mm-hmm. A natural maintenance does not include a cut. It's just the style and a treatment mm-hmm. and a scalp massage, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we have my color maintenance. That's a color retouch. And then we have, like, I don't really do platinums and stuff anymore because I found that they're super damaging. And most yeah. of the clients who want it, their hair was just not in the condition. Mm-hmm. And they would just get so disappointed when I would say no. And I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of having this conversation. I'm just not going to offer it anymore. Um, plus it kind of goes against my philosophy of healthy hair and scalp. Um, I've been platinum several times and I know what the burning is like. I know what the time is like. I know the breakage. I know all of that from personal experience. And I was like, I really don't want to be a part of that journey. Um, just like I didn't want to be a part of the weave journey where I saw girls losing their edges and things like that. So I just removed myself from it. Um, and then I do offer like blondes, basic colors, you know, things like that. Cause a lot of my women are professionals. They don't want crazy colors in their hair so yeah. um i keep it real chill um we may do some bright highlights here and there mm-hmm. um but i try to keep it very natural soft and easy to maintain um so yeah i think that's my whole menu yeah oh, it's I like love that. eight like seven or eight I love services it. that's it you say gourmet, gourmet <laughs> yeah it's gourmet versus, versus um variety <laughs> <laughs> a robust yes, <laughs> yeah it does make a difference it, yeah it does i definitely have had both of those experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um Tell me this because because you do specialize in short hair. What do you think, um, in your opinion? What are some myths that people have around short hair, um, and what are some some facts around it? Like I know sometimes people feel like, oh, you can't do much with short hair, mm. or you know, short hair is only limited to this. What are what are those in your opinion? Um, honestly, I found that my clients mm-hmm. are more bold when they have shorter hair because it's yeah. so because it's short, they're not as anxious about it. Um, I noticed my longer hair naturals were a little bit more anxious about them keeping their length and everything, which is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But I noticed my short naturals, they, they'll want to explore with color. They'll mm-hmm. want to do things like, you know, cut it shorter and put mm-hmm. a design in it. Or they'll want, you know, they'll have some fun. I noticed yeah. that, yeah, my short hair clients will just be like, you know what, it's already short, let's go shorter. They'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll try that brush cut. They're more apt to try new things and to go different ways and I never really know what my clients are going to ask me for because I think we're going to go this direction and they sit in my chair and they're like hey I think I want to do this and I'm like oh okay you know they're like I want a mohawk and I want you to put designs on the side and I want you to color my tips blonde I'm like oh okay okay let's have some fun but I built the time into my services to be able to make not my regular service, but like my color services to make those detours, you know, to add on. Cause I feel like that's what sometimes happens with stylists is we don't make room enough mm-hmm. for clients to be able to change their mind a little bit more. So no, short hair is fun. Um, yeah, they, my clients are so bold and they're fun. I can kind of see their personality shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a different attitude around it that I love to be a part of. 
I agree. Um, I, you guys don't see it now, but when I, I had the opportunity to work with you, you did this wonderful like foil set on my hair. Um, and it was one thing I like is that uh, there were no combs. Like mm-hmm. you were able to detangle it. Um, it was my hair in its natural state, mm-hmm. and I don't agree with that statement. I definitely did feel more bold. And I noticed <laughs> it. I, I noticed it, and just how I carried myself. I noticed it. One, just waking up and. One thing that you have on your, your website is that it's um, not low maintenance, but it's manageable, mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. it's something that you can do outside of the salon. I love that, mm-hmm. and it did. I was just like, man, and I even noticed it just from my peers, people in my circle, and they were just like, you cut your hair? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. I was like, I tried it. I said, I really like it. Um, I've even gone back to your page because I see you do undercuts, which is mm-hmm. really exciting. And so um, if, if you guys are thinking about getting a shortcut, make sure come <laughs> because it, I mean it really is it really does make a difference mm-hmm. and I think that's also because you you bring that energy where you're like hey we're gonna do this I'm gonna walk you through it mm-hmm. you know I want you to have a good experience I want you to feel good when you leave my chair mm-hmm. awesome yes thank you thank yes. you um what would you say were some of your ups and downs getting to this point um just some of my biggest mm-hmm. let's see one, like we talked about earlier, is kind of telling certain clients that I'm no longer going to offer the services that they can come into me for. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably one of the hardest things, um, raising my prices <laughs> substantially. Listen. That was terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I did it, and I'm grateful to everyone who mm-hmm. you know patronizes my business at my current price point. Like I don't take it lightly. Mm-hmm. It's not something I just threw out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very calculated. Yeah. <laughs> So it is, but um, but I appreciate everyone who who doesn't mind, you know, paying the price and and coming in and experiencing the salon. Um, so that was one thing. Uh, let's see, um, just kind of finding my timing. I guess that was probably one of the, my biggest struggles was trying to find like, okay, how much time do I need to create this look? Yeah, you know, and really get it right, and and trying to find those those areas where I can cut time because I don't want people to be here for a long time, but then give them quality service. So that was probably like my biggest thing was my timing because um, I have a little bit of anxiety around that. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as like, I lost a couple of really good customers at my beginning of my career Mm -hmm. because of timing. And it Mm -hmm. it, like, (laughs) so I'm very like, like antsy. So I guess that's probably one of the biggest ups and downs, especially in natural hair. Mm -hmm. Natural hair is one of those things where, this person may take me 45 minutes, but the next person may, may take me two and a half. And it's yes. just, it's very hard to gauge sometimes. And that's why I'm very kind of like strict about the length and all of that on mm-hmm. what I do, mm-hmm. because I've had those ups and downs where I've had to give refunds or reschedule or push mm-hmm. people back, you know, because the yeah. timing wasn't right yeah. Um, and things like that. So I just, I'm really aware of that and I really try to be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, but yeah, I guess that was probably my biggest down was just when I wasn't on top of that. No. <laughs> and I still kind of, you know, yeah. it, it, it's blurred, but I, I really try to be on top of that as mm-hmm. much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I don't know. Um, honestly, I've just, I've been really blessed in my career. Yeah. Um, losing employees. Right. That was probably hard. I'm going from having an assistant to not having an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> working my schedule. Yeah, that was hard. Um, hiring. Now I have an amazing assistant, Theo. 
Um, he's great, so he's definitely a blessing for me. And uh, yeah, honestly, I just I have so much love and support around me. I, I'm just, I feel so lifted up. I really can't even remember some of the downs besides what comes with business. You know, you're slow some days, you're, you're fast some days, people cancel. You know, those are just normal ups and downs of the industry, but for the most part, I'm good. I love that. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yeah. I, I want to take a quick moment to shout out Theo. Theo's amazing, guys. <laughs> um, he is her, he's a, a male employee. And yeah. um, I don't see a lot of men in this industry, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially mm-hmm. with natural hair. Oh, yeah. With, especially with black women. So yeah. <laughs> um, but he's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely compliment your business and align with your, your values. Mm-hmm. And kudos to you for sticking to your standards, mm-hmm. um, because it can be really easy to fall back into what's comfortable, um, mm-hmm. to fall back into being like, well, I know this, you know, this is what they may want, or this will give me what I need, but really just being like, no, this is the goal I said, this is the standard I said, I'm going to stick with it, and look at where you are. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah, I'm having to make some new hard decisions yeah. and different things. Um, kind of honestly really pushing myself outside my comfort mm-hmm. zone because right now I'm pretty comfortable. Like I could see, mm-hmm. I even told Theo this, I was like, I could see some people getting to where I am right now yeah. and just being like completely comfortable with it. Like it's a very good place to be in, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, now I feel like I'm being selfish because I'm not sharing with other stylists um, <laughs> well, <laughs> and it's not on purpose. It's just, I'm really busy and it's a mm-hmm. lot of work mm-hmm. and, and it's like the same quality I give my clients. I want to give other mm-hmm. professionals. So when it comes to education, so I'm not just willing to just kind of just throw some info out there. I'm, oh. I really want to give quality, comprehensive information to my right. fellow stylists. That's so right. I do want to share. It's just that, yeah. Right now, life is it's life work. It's work. It is work. Productive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. It does take time. It does take dedication. I think that's, I think that's fair. And, and I also want to say, because I know we don't necessarily like this word gatekeeping, but I do think that there is balance with that. I think a part of growth, I think a part of development is sitting yourself down and mm-hmm. doing the work. Um, it's that, yeah. You know I mean? yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I think, I guess for me, I respect um, when people have healthy boundaries around their craft because it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you, you want to shoot in the gym with me. You want to <laughs> I'm here to support you. I'm here to give you guidance. I'm here to encourage you. But a part of this is like, hey, you got to buckle down and you got to go and open these books and you got to do this home. And now you can come back to me and then I'm like, hey, okay, I see you doing the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I that happens that. a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Stylists, um, I've had stylists take some of my classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had stylists ask me questions and I'm, I'm very detailed. Yeah. Um, and I do give out, I'll, I'll give a lot of information. And what happens is they're like, I got to do all that. I'm like, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. this is what I do. Like, I get, I just gave yes. you everything that I do, and I noticed that they're not willing, or mm-hmm. it's just the approach is how did you get the curls like that? Like, hey, say hello, introduce mm-hmm. yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's the approach. Honestly, yes. it's not really gatekeeping. Sometimes yeah. it's the approach to me that's just like, you know, and then some people, I'm just, and then honestly, like, sometimes I'm just busy. Like, you know, like, and I know that I can't answer your question in depth in a over a dm okay. or or in a comment like i know yeah. that yeah. and i've tried to provide as many resources as possible such as like my taper cut class mm-hmm. different things um i am coming out with another class you know i try to have those things available but like yeah i have to i have to like take a step back and i feel like that sometimes people feel like stylists are gatekeeping but it's just like 
to give you the amount of information that you're going to be able to use and apply, like that's going to take a lot of time out of my schedule. It's going to take some focus for me and I don't have that time to focus to give you that information. And yeah, there are some people who are just like, I don't want to give you my secrets, but yeah. <laughs> it's really not a yeah. secret that much, you know, education. yeah, it's really about like going out and just mm-hmm. studying. Cause I, yeah. I read scientific studies. I study products. I look at ingredients. I do all those things, you know, and if you want to skip over all those steps, that's when you need to come to me and come to my class or take mm-hmm. one of my classes online. Mm-hmm. And those are, that's when I'll give you that information. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think that makes perfect sense to me. Like, hey, yeah. you come to this class, but like mm-hmm. you said, my schedule is not where I can just do this at will. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Just like random DM. Tell me about how to blonde, do platinum blonde. I'm like, whoa, that's not <laughs> something I can just type up real yeah. quick and be like, this is all you do. You know, there's so many factors. And for me, I try to consider all the factors because what will happen is I'll say something simple and basic. You know, everybody puts out their five steps, five steps to do this. There's so those each steps are so weighted right. and you need right. those extra details, especially when it comes to doing, you know, major services such mm-hmm. as chemicals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not trying to keep it away. It's just that when I do give, I want to be able to I give it you know, fully. No, yeah. I hear you. You're not yeah. trying to keep it, but I also want to say invest in yourself. Like, you know, yeah. because that, that's why it's called an investment. Of course. Invest, of course. You learn, yeah. you grow, and you can take it and make it your own. But of course. If you don't want to, if you're not willing, or maybe if you're just not in the place yet to do that, then mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you can always come back. And I think yeah. Just yes. what it is. Always. Yeah. Um, a few more questions. Yeah, um, of course. So I know, like you said, you do people, you come, you have people that come and do the big chop. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to someone that's considering that? Like, <laughs> man, I'm thinking about this, but you know, maybe they've never done it before. Or mm-hmm. again, just the standard around hair, um, especially within the, the black community, black women. What would you say to someone that's like, hey, I'm considering this, but I'm just having some um, hesitation around this? Um, really dig into your why. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do it yeah. because it's trendy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, don't don't yes. do it because it's a trend. Yes. Because and really like dig deep into how much maintenance you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the other day I had an amazing client come in who just expressed how much she had been through in the last ten years and how her locks represented that. Mm-hmm. And that's why she wanted to cut her hair. Stuff like that, that yes. do that. Like yes. if you have a reason not saying you have to have some deep pulling right. reason right. maybe you had a taper cut before you like i felt cute let's do it again mm-hmm. you know that's fine but mm-hmm. definitely look at your why mm-hmm. on why you want to do it be very sure because it's very hard when someone comes in and they sit in my chair and they're just unsure because it keeps it keeps me from really being able to express yeah you know my creativity and do things so i'm geek i'm conservative Usually at the end of those appointments, the person's like, well, you could have cut more. I'm like, well, I wasn't sure because you weren't <laughs> sure. So, like, you got to be right. sure, yeah. like, of what you want. Do the research. Take the time. And don't do it just because you saw somebody's picture pop up on Instagram. And then you go back and you're like, oh, why did I do this? I don't want you to ever feel like yeah. that when you come to me. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're considering it, I'd say go for it. But definitely make sure you're ready. Yeah. And start longer. You can always go shorter. It's okay. Like <laughs> it's okay. I know your why. That is a big one. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. And where do you see yourself? Where do you see Fairmancy 
down the road a year from now, five years from now. Wow, that is something I was telling Theo. I was like, man, I really I've thought about it. Like I've thought about the big picture, but I've never thought of it in like smaller increments. So um, I would definitely love to open up a a bigger location, okay. um, something with maybe multiple suites or multiple salons, uh, multiple okay. shares. Um, that kind of is more like kind of like a hospital type situation for here, yeah, like where you that. can come in and you can you see a like a certified trichologist mm -hmm. or yeah. see you know scalp specialist, you know hair loss specialist, really get your hair done. Um, I could see opening up something like that within the next five years. Um, and then also really branching out, maybe opening up more of like a general location for a short natural hair um, as well and an academy. So the academy is big. The academy is like where I want to be. So it's like basically just a space where I can teach. Um, who did it? Uh, Angel Robinson, crazy about Angel. Uh, she has her own academy, the Art Academy, and I was just so inspired by that. I think it's amazing um, that she has that, where she's able to just teach classes. Yeah. She is able to bring in other educators. Um, I believe Greg Gilmore just opened up his own academy and everything. So I feel like there needs to be like kind of a graduate school for hairstylists, where we can come to and learn those skills that are beyond just this passing state board. So definitely see me be going deeper into education. Yeah. Uh, but I need to train people to take care of my current clientele <laughs> so, right. so that I can pull away yeah. Um, yeah. and do mostly education. But that's really where I want to be um, is in the education space. I just, yeah. I've just i never heard someone say that, like a graduate school. Oh, or, yeah. Like I've never thought about it, but you're right. Because mm -hmm. you go to cosmetology school and then from what I'm learning is like the rest is really up to you, like, you know, learning those other skills mm -hmm. and those other techniques. But mm -hmm. I never thought about like, Okay, yeah, like let's go to grad school, like let's master some skills. Mm -hmm. All that is, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you have to yeah. take continued education, but it's like, like we don't know what's mm -hmm. there sometimes because maybe it wasn't advertised in our area or it just mm -hmm. didn't reach our feed, you know, so we may not see those education opportunities. So if there's like a hub that is like, okay, I know I can go here and I know that. This month she's gonna be she's gonna have someone teaching about mm -hmm. how to do twist outs because mm -hmm. natural hair is not really taught in school at all. Right. Um, there's really no Perfect. curriculum built around yeah. tight curls or anything like that in cosmetology school. So I feel like there needs to be a school just for that, really. Mm -hmm. um, I, I online and in person. Yeah. Definitely some hands-on uh, activities, but mm -hmm. yeah. So I can see both of those happening um i'm just one of those people who have so much swirling in my head um that's actually what i'm trying to figure out now it's like niching like as niche down as i am in my like salon life it's like yeah. i need to niche down in the education space and figure out what i want to focus on next um but definitely something where i'm teaching other stylists to do what i do but then also maybe bringing other people in and teaching their expertise as well no i think so. that's a, a great idea i, I think um we can benefit from that so much. Uh, I had just said the other day the importance of having a competent stylist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that can be natural, relaxed, or however you choose to do your hair. Mm -hmm. If you don't have someone that is competent, um, it can just bring you know, a, a lot of different experiences. You know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, one can be frustration. You know, one can be a disappointment. Not that it's always bad. 
but just you want someone also if you're educated if you're competent like you were saying earlier you know about the time that it's going to take you mm-hmm. know you've got some, some things to pull from mm-hmm. versus someone who may be a beginner mm-hmm. um and so i really love that you just have this spirit of learning and just the spirit of like hey i'm willing to learn because that mm-hmm. is where growth is you have to be willing to learn oh yes always and i feel like it's uh, been lost in the industry to work under master stylists. Mm. Like we learn our timing, we learn our skills, mm. we learn our, you know, just different ways of maneuvering in different hair situations by working under other stylists. Mm. But now we're in suites. Like there's nothing wrong oh, with suites, but we're no longer in a space where we're able to share ideas and really kind of feed off of each other to become better. You know, we're kind of just in our own little bubbles now. And um, I feel like that has actually changed the industry quite a bit. I agree. Yeah. I so. agree. I know when I think about my own field, I feel like things can be so siloed. And it's like, you know, we are better together. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. a time and space for that. Or mm-hmm. um, it makes you think about the culture. Like, you know, even when you put we in illness, wellness, it's more mm-hmm. like uh, this wellness around community. I mm-hmm. really like the idea of that. Um. Before we wrap up, because we do talk about black hair care, black girl problems, um, mm-hmm. what would you say, just off the top, like what are like the the main things to do to keep your hair healthy? Oh man, um, be gentle. Mm. Be gentle be with gentle. it. Like stop ripping through your hair. Stop being angry with it. Um, yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that the, the oh. relationship between the black woman and her hair is a very emotional one. Yes. And we tend to take our emotions out on our hair, whether it's mm. covering it up because we don't want to see it or deal with it, mm. whether it's bleaching it, perming it, trying to control it, trying mm. to manipulate it and just beat it into submission. Yes. Um, it's just, I feel like we're not gentle mm. with our hair. We're not gentle with ourselves on how we look with our hair. I feel like we, we kind of just have created this negative emotion around our hair and and that has to change because once you change that emotion it's almost like someone like for example i'm on my health my mom my weight loss journey right. my health journey i had to kind of look at myself and, and love myself enough to say hey i'm willing to now take better care of you i'm willing now to go to the gym and work out and eat better you know those things have to happen in order for you to be able to you know then follow through with the actions so i feel like first we have to develop a love for our hair that's number one if you're going to do it love it love it at every single stage find something you like about it it's unique to you every curl pattern is so unique like i literally have to like start over everybody who sits in my chair because it's so unique and just realize that and be okay with it I'm not saying go out and wear afro or anything like that if that's not your style, but find your style. That's another thing. Find your style. Stop trying to be trendy. Stop trying to look like someone else. Find what works for you that's easy for you to maintain, that makes you feel beautiful, that makes you feel confident. If that's long hair, fine. If that's short hair, fine. If that's relaxed hair, fine. If it's straight, fine. Do whatever makes you feel good. Try not to do those things that cover up your hair that actually cause more damage to your hair. So I'm trying to say outside of protective styles, outside of wigs, you know, those are fine occasionally. Try to find something that you can do with your hair to be confident. Um, And if you do have some issues with your hair, I understand um, 
just still try to find that space. If I try to work with someone to help you, you know, with that, I'm not saying everybody's hair is perfect, but we just got to find something to love. And then, um, yeah, just love on it. Massage your scalp, you know, drink water, nourish your hair from the inside out, eat better, you know, eat protein, you know, especially as we get older, um, your estrogen levels and all that. Try to maintain your hormones. Those are different things. I have a lot of women there in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, their hormonal changes are changing their hair, you know, and they're like, well, my hair wasn't like that in my thirties. I'm like, I know because the hormones are fluctuating, <laughs> changing in birth control. Like just really be aware the internal really kind of comes out. So mm-hmm. if anything I can say is take care of your body in general and yeah. your hair will follow yeah. and then just develop a love for your hair. I know that was, I know you probably were expecting me to say, yeah, use a, no, use a no, conditioning shampoo because <laughs> the products just help what's already there. Yeah. Uh, I can go into products and all that stuff, but really what I'm noticing is yeah. that the internal is affecting it so, so much more than what I put on the outside. I, I endorse that. I agree. I do think it starts with saying, um, you know, I've told you about my hair journey mm-hmm. and that I don't want to be a victim to my hair anymore. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, the more I share this story, like the more I talk to people about it, they're just like, oh, wow. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, like, it really does make a difference. Like mm-hmm. your attitude has a big deal on it. Um, loving my hair even on the good days or the not so good days, and mm-hmm. just being like, oh, okay, well, this is what we're doing today, and we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna still have a good day. It it really helps to improve your confidence. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I, it, it's hard to explain if you haven't done it. Like you have to do it to mm-hmm. understand that experience. But I agree with you. Yeah, I do think that you have to eat well and you know do the things that you need to do for your body, and mm-hmm. it does make a difference in your hair. So so no, I think. That's real and it's, it's perfect, right? Because yeah. yes, you know, yes, you need products. Yes, you need to, you know, moisturize. But you're right. You have to start internally, and you also have to start with your mindset around yes. how you view yourself and around the standards of beauty in here. Yes. Yeah. 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 Once that shifts, everything kind of shifts. I notice my older women; they shift there fast. They they kind of get there, you know. Yeah. They're like, "Look, girl, I'm tired of dealing with." trying to keep my gray covered. I'm tired of trying to do my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm about to retire. It's almost like they wait until then, like, right. to do it. It's like, if you discover that earlier, oh, I promise you, you'll be so much more at peace. Yeah, yeah, you'll be free if you discover that. You're like, yeah, my older clients are like, look, we're cutting all this color off. We're going to embrace this gray, and we're going to wear this afro and keep it moving, and I'm going to live my best life. And that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you can discover that early on, you'll be good to go. Love that. Yeah. So I hope y'all have like gotten so much from this conversation today. <laughs> we listen. We need an Alexis in our community, and I know there are other people like that. But it's so important. Um, if you're thinking about getting a short hairstyle or, or getting a big chop, come and see Alexis. Come check her out. We tell the people where they can find you. Okay, so you can find me at The Pharmacist um, on Instagram. So it's like pharmacist, but there's an I between the A and the R. Um, <laughs> and then you can find me at thepharmacysalon.com or alexisgwen.com, um, either way. So uh, Alexis Gwen is uh, G-W-Y-N. So uh, alexisgwen.com, thepharmacysalon.com. Both of those you can find my booking information, my resources, access to classes all this stuff so and i'll be adding more i actually started my blog so hey yeah we'll have i'll have more blog posts and everything on natural hair information that i can't fully share on instagram um and then i have a youtube channel too 
The pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot going on. Oh, no, I like that. <laughs> I have so much yeah. going on. So, yeah, basically the same handle over all platforms. Uh, I try to keep it easy. So No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you, and we appreciate the knowledge. We appreciate your, your experience, and thank you for being on Keep Condition Conference. Ah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yes. it. Thanks. Yes.